strength comes from dealing with something difficult. Today's episode is a reminder that you need to push through and become resilient. I want to tell you something else, and I want to make this clear. Don't just listen. Don't just listen. Do. I'm... I'm not just talking. So, you know, I'm not just talking. I'm doing. And I don't want you to just listen. Put this information to work. Make today count. Every day. Go forward. Get aggressive and attack. Whether it's on the battlefield, or on the beat, or in the factory, or on the farm, or on the construction site, or on the website, in the garage, or in the firehouse, don't hesitate. Step. Step forward. And get after it. So if you're working for me, I say, hey, uh, you know, I want you to do this mission, Patrick. Come up with a plan. I'm showing you that I trust what your plan's gonna be. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that your plan is good. I'm gonna review it, but I'm gonna give you a lot of autonomy. I'm gonna give you trust. And when I give you trust, well, what's your reaction? You think to yourself, this guy trusts me. Yep. And then the way I build trust in reverse is when you make a mistake, instead of me jumping down your throat and hanging you out to dry, instead I say, okay, you know what? My fault, I should have given I should have given you better direction. Here's what we're gonna do next time. So now you look at me and you go, hey, I screwed this thing up and, and Jocko still trusts me. I trust him. And that's how I build trust. I give it. You give it. I give trust to build trust. If I'm really putting an effort, but my plan may be not the best plan, you're still gonna give me second chances to work on it and get better at it. I will micromanage you more. I can't trust you as much. We do a business deal or we're in business. I don't send you out with the biggest client I've got when, when I just met you and say, hey, I trust you. No, I give you a little client. And I say, hey, go, go, go make this happen. And you come back and you say, hey, look, I did it. And I say, great. And you trust me a little bit more. Or maybe you screw that one up. And I say, okay, well, let me review. What'd you do? What mistakes got made? And you say, oh, well, I did this. And okay, we correct that. But I don't, I don't come down hard on you because I'm trying to build a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. If I come down hard on you, do you even want to work for me? Do you even want to be, if I come down, this is pathetic, you screwed this up, this is your fault, you're looking for another job. That's right. Whereas if I say, okay, let's look at what we can do better, then I'm building the trust. But can you know, you might be very trustworthy for many years, and then all of a sudden you go out and you do something underhanded with a client, you try and rip them off or rip me off. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna have trust for me anymore. I need a mission. We all need a mission. That's what life should be, is a mission. That's what gives your life purpose and focus and drive and ultimately satisfaction. Now, that mission can be the job you work at. It can be providing for your family or it can be getting better at jujitsu or stronger at Olympic lifting or starting a business that you want to grow and build and take over the world. And sometimes people ask me what to do if they don't know what their mission is or what their mission should be. 
And I tell them, if they're in that situation, to go help someone. Go help someone else. Make that your mission. Because that will make you better. And it'll make the world better. And eventually from that, you'll see what your mission is. No matter how bad it is going to be. When there is a challenge. And by a challenge, I mean anything in life. Any, any challenge. Anything that you're facing. The only way to overcome the challenges that you face is to start walking. Take that step every day. No matter what you are facing, get up and start walking. You've lived a life dominated by doubt and fear. How do you step into bravery? Step. That, that's how you step into bravery. Step. Take the step. Step aggressively towards your fear. And that, that step towards your fear is the step into bravery. Because we're, we're scared of what we don't know. And there is only one way to learn and to know, and that is to confront that fear. You have to step, you have to go. And this simple action, this simple attitude, it answers so many questions. So many questions. How, how do you get to the gym every day? You step. You go. How do you, how do you change your diet? You step. You go. How do you overcome fear of failure or fear of success or, or fear of fear itself? You step. And how do you face the fear of the unknown? You step. Don't wait anymore. Don't think anymore. Don't plan anymore. Don't contemplate anymore. Don't make any more excuses or justifications. Don't rationalize anything else. No, no, and no. Instead, be aggressive. Take action now and what is the first action that you need to take what's the first step you need to take the first step you need to take is just that step can't this is an expression that is vilified in our minds beginning at a young age. Every time a young child announces this decision, they are corrected. The first adult that hears it asks them whether or not they have even tried. Generally, this confrontation will result in the child giving their task another attempt until their attention span moves on to something else.
the adult will see this and chuckle to themselves with knowledge that this is just a child who has yet to learn the art of art and virtue of perseverance. By the time this child comes of age, however, they will have been told by adults more times than they could count that there is no such thing as can't. It is interesting, then, to think about how many adults seem to proclaim this expression in their lives. It is because, is it because, like many things that adults tell children, they are simply telling the child a general rule that the child must follow, but can be broken once one is grown? Or is it because these adults are simply repeating what they were told as children without thoroughly examining what the phrase, I can't, truly suggests? If you confronted an adult that claims they can't do something with the same question about whether or not they have tried, the answer will almost always be yes. Adults have learned enough to know that it is unreasonable to say they can't until they have at least tried once. Therefore, the real question that we should be asking in response is, have you tried everything? Have you exhausted every possible option, scenario, combination, tool, and approach? I do not simply refer to the ones that you knew of at the time you decided to undertake your task. I mean, have you re also researched possibilities that you had known about? Have you determined whether or not there is another person out there that has performed the exact same task you are attempting or at least something similar? Have you exhausted this research? Have you read every book, blog, journal, magazine, bathroom stall, and website? If the answer to any of these questions is no, then go back and try again, because if you don't, because you don't truly know if you can do something until you've tried absolutely everything. The fact of the matter is that rarely, if ever, is the answer to all these questions yes. Therefore, what is it that people actually mean when they say, I can't? A more accurate, but more verbose way of saying it would be, I don't care about or want enough this task or the resultant benefits of it in order to do all that is necessary to achieve it. I was told countless numbers of times by people during my month of marathons that they couldn't run one marathon, let alone 31 straight. Every now and then, when I had time, I would discuss what they'd said. We would jointly conclude that if something they cared about and depended on them doing so, it would be possible. The most common example I used was, if someone had a gun to your child's head, do you think you could do it then? Therefore, the phrase, I can't, denotes a lack of investment as opposed to a lack of potential or ability. I do not mean to say that every person I had this conversation with should have had the motivation to run marathons. It was something that I had decided to do, not them. I merely wanted to express to them what I am expressing here. Given the right purpose and enough time, you can. I'm a veteran of the infantry, and when I took over a fire team, for the first time I made the mistake of drawing hard lines in the sand. This immediately alienated members of that team. If you draw a lot of hard lines in the sand, and eventually you realize that they're either unrealistic or people can't maintain them, you have set yourself up for failure. What is that exactly like drawing lines so in the like sand? So it's like, no matter what, we will not 
Gotcha. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there, there's the line. No, no matter that. what, we will, we will win every single road march that we do as a fire team in this while we're, while we're here on yeah. this training thing. Okay. Well, guess what? That's a, that's hard. Yep. <laughs> there's other, there's some other fire teams that are also want to win. Mm-hmm. And and so you've drawn a hard line of sand. That's not really a good example. A good example is like no matter what, we're going to muster every morning at four thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. no matter what. And you know, then the guys are out on patrol until two thirty eight in the morning, and now the next morning you're good no matter what. I said no mm-hmm. matter what. Well, it's it's not good for them. It's unrealistic. So you drew a hard line in the sand, and now you got to back it down. So, and all you have to do is soften the statement a little bit. Hey guys, to the best of our ability, if we can, we're going to get here every morning at 4.30 for muster. There's a little, there's a little room to play there, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's fine. So again, I, I, there's, there's not a lot of, there's not a question here, but one of the reasons I think that, that I, that I wanted to talk about it was because I think people look at me yeah. and even hear me on a peripheral level mm-hmm. and they think oh I bet Jock would just lay down the hard lines <laughs> sure and it's, it's my way or the highway right yeah and and the 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 opposite is actually true and the reason that I came to that conclusion was because I worked for leaders like that and I hated working for leaders like that mm. so I tried to never be a leader like that Everyone that's out there grinding, working, driving trucks, pouring concrete, hammering on a project, building bridges or building software, sewing some garments or sewing a field, farmers, factory workers, engineers, electricians, plumbers and pilots and ground crew and cooks and waitresses to everyone out there working hard and listening to this and just trying to get yourself a little bit better today than you were yesterday. Thanks for listening. And as you meet struggles, And as you struggle to stay on the path, first of all, remember, you don't have to fight alone. Reach out to your comrades in arms. Call for fire support when you need it. We win wars because we stick together, and when we stick together, we can overcome any enemy. And the struggles that you face when they when they do try to flank you do what Jody did do what a soldier does turn into the ambush turn toward the enemy fire and attack I say this to people all the time most important here is it isn't me it's you And sure, you may have grabbed some little foothold from the podcast or from one of the books, but it isn't me that changes you. It's you. You 
set the small goals, you achieve those goals. Then set some more and achieve those and set some more goals, maybe a little bit bigger, but not that much bigger. Just start. Start small. Start with changing tomorrow morning, just tomorrow morning. Get that squared away. And then move on to the next day and the next and move your life to a better place. One little step. One little victory at a time. How do self-awareness, self-assessment, and self-improvement begin? And how do they continue over time? Try to imagine the way other people see you and what other people are thinking of you. And one place where this happens, and it definitely happened to me, is when I started getting put in charge of things, I started thinking about other people's perspectives. What are they seeing? If you're in charge, then what do your subordinates see you do? What do your subordinates hear you say? What kind of representation are they receiving? And if you work for someone else, it's the same questions. What does the boss see me do? What does the boss hear me say? What kind of representation am I making of myself to my boss? And then you start thinking about what do your friends and family think? What do they see? What do they hear? And so the question becomes, how well do you represent yourself? What shortfalls do you have? Now, when you first start looking, it's like you're looking at an overgrown lawn. There are some big, obvious problems. So you do a broad, just kind of general cut of the grass. You fix some of the big, easy problems that are obvious. And once you've done that, once you've gotten rid of some of those big, obvious problems, you notice some more detailed problems. So then you handle them. And once you've got those handled, you see even smaller and more detailed issues. So you start trying to fix them. And that's what you do with yourself. You continually detach and then you look and then you refine and then you detach and then you look and then you refine and then you detach and then you look and then you refine. That's what you do. That's how you get better. And that process doesn't stop. It can't stop because if you stop refining, then then the weeds grow back. And the next thing you know, you can't see yourself anymore. And when you can't see yourself anymore, when you stop looking at yourself, then you accept You accept anything. And that's wrong. Don't accept the faults. Don't give yourself the benefit of the doubt. You've got to be your own harshest critic. 
and hold the line.